Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you. Gamers, we are gathered here today to talk about something that's very near and dear to our hearts. Evolution. Guys, we're going to talk about our favorite Pokemon. I love Pokemon. Pokemon is my like favorite RPG series ever. So, you know, I, I thought we could all just talk about our favorite evolutions, you know? Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the, the Togepi Digimon. line. I don't know no. jack shit about Digimon, We're except that people I really want to fuck the yellow I fox like one. I like Agumon. No, I don't know what that Charles one is. Darwin. Who the that guy's not a Pokemon Darwin. or a Digimon. He's not, a, he's not Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, he's not even a Pikachu. I... He's Professor Oak on steroids. Okay, but what if I just want to talk about Professor Oak, you know? And maybe his cousin who lives in Alola. Agumon from no. Digimon. <laughs> Not yeah, the time I, I, I'm willing to let I'm willing to let Jake just sit here and talk for an hour about Agumon from Digimon. He's really cool, guys. He, so uh, you want to know about Digimon? I, I wouldn't even Nick know where to start. Nick could do that. Nick's a Digimon guy. Uh, he should do that mm-hmm. but that's not today damn What's what have today? we got today i thought we were doing evolution on you know the pokemans no we're talking about real evolution specifically speculative evolution it's fan and friday okay hold on hold on buddy you just said real evolution and yeah, followed up with speculative <laughs> evolution it's it's dubiously canon <laughs> it's, dubiously. it's the real form of evolution in the real world rather than Oh my god, my Nintendo 3DS is upside down. Dubious, d- dubiously canon evolution. Um, so, speculative evolution is obviously, uh, it is, a, is an actual field of uh, science. There is a, uh, a subset of biology called astrobiology, which deals with um, imagining, like, well, not imagining, but figuring out ways that life could survive on non-Earth environments. And obviously, a um, dedicated group of people on the speculative evolution fan and wiki and other places have gone lengths to imagine, um, you know, new like creatures and stuff like that, but through a more realistic lens. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do they have Pikachu? Do they have no. Agumon? No. Maybe no, some. They do not. They don't have either of those things. I'm, I'm, right. I'm Discord disconnect sound effect right now. No Pikachu, I sleep. Alright, well, who would like to go first? Uh, who so the fuck is she? Shoot I, I, that. Shoot that thing. What the fuck was <laughs> that? Now. What was that Kill it now. What, sir? <laughs> I want to shoot it Gosh. so bad. Um... <laughs> I, I I I think before we start, it would be best to go for a primer. Um, does everybody in the, in the call have a general idea of evolution or how it works, or would you so like Pikachu becomes Pikachu if it gets happy I know enough? The Galapagos Island uh, have the finches, and they got weird finches, faces, and then there's... they're called finches. Jake, <laughs> um, Mendel and his and his peas. 
Um, yes, I, and all his flowers. I, I, I think I think the name is on the tip of my tongue. I I just uh, there's a Weezer you know, song. I, oh yeah, it's Buddy Holly's. I really like the Buddy I, Holly's. This isn't a bit. This isn't a bit. There's a Weezer song where they mention the Galapagos Islands and Mendel and his peas. Shut the fuck up. You, you are having about a fucking white So the Buddy Hollies. They started they talk about the Hollies. I'm gonna hit you with a fucking shovel. <laughs> so you they talk about in the song how they want to ride a Greyhound bus to the Galapagos and spend the rest of their lives there because they're the he's the king of the world with his wife. It's about uh, it's a love song about okay. his wife. Okay. Very romantic, I guess. Peas are incredibly romantic. Yeah. Seems so. I bet I bet Mendel got so much pussy. They're like, man, your peas are so cool. I don't think he got so, any pussy. Why? Because he was a monk. I, 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 I guess I should give I should give the primer. Um Yes, please do. Uh, so alright, so first off, there was this guy. His name was Charles his name is Charles Darwin. And yeah. one day he he decided to take a little trip to the Galapagos Islands that Jacob uh, went to. Now you have to understand this time. So so at this time, it was I believed that things them. didn't change. Like everything, like as you see it, has how it's always been. Things didn't go extinct, and things didn't like change at all. But he noticed on the island that there are these finches, and the finches had adaptations to eat certain seas depending on where they were on the. Uh, uh, depending on like 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 what island they were they were at, um, they like their beaks were specialized for the plants that lived on that island. So he had a thought that at one point there was a finch that flew to the Galapagos. You know they 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 they, they the population spread out to the various islands, and then slowly over time, um, mutations build up, and then they turn into different species, and that became uh, his main thesis, which was on the origin of species. And it's also important to note, because I feel like people get this wrong about Charles Darwin, is that he was not trying to disprove um, the existence of God. He was like, oh, look at this cool thing God did with this evolution. And mm-hmm. people have not like not, not gotten that fact through their heads um, throughout history. And basically what evolution is, is that like a lot of people like to say it's survival of the fittest, you know, natural selection, all that. And while like, Natural selection is a part of evolution. It's not always the survival, the revival of the fittest. It's basically who can fuck, um, uh, to put it, who can yes. fuck and, and who can and, fuck most successfully. Yeah. Who can fuck most successfully and whose children can fuck most successfully. Um, Damn. I'm going to go extinct, I guess. <laughs> Rest in peace. See, then see what basically, you're you, talking you about. No evolution is, for what you. You're talking about there is social Darwinism and we're not going to talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> Some good examples. Uh, we have the giraffe. Uh, a long time ago, the giraffe was a little short-necked animal, but then a, a a a version of this animal with a bigger neck could eat the plants. He survived. He had kids. The you know a, over and over the generations, the necks just kept getting bigger and bigger because obviously the bigger neck, the more food you could eat. So you end up eventually with the giraffe with a huge neck, and there's a bunch of different examples of this. Um, another thing is that e- evolution is completely random. Like, let's look mm-hmm. at the stick, like the like the stick bug, for example. Your DNA doesn't mm-hmm. know what a stick looks like, but what probably happened was that there were like two insects. One looks a little bit more like a stick. 
than the other one, and it didn't get eaten. And then he kept having kids, and their kids kept surviving more and more until eventually you get a animal that just looks completely like a stick. And that is its perfect form of camouflage because it survived. Yes. It, it must a... be stressed, okay? This is this is what they teach you in Bio 101, and I'm sorry if you never had this experience, but um, it's completely random characteristics <laughs> that are selected for by the environment that they're in. So, like, if if they have suitable characteristics for the environment that they're in, then that those traits will continue to, like, propagate throughout the population and that's what we call evolution the change in those traits i have an evolutionary also, question because i think this is an example of evolution but my pea brain doesn't i haven't taken a biology class in a decade so you what is the your damn. um so i listened mm-hmm. to this podcast that is ran by a anthropologist and a history uh like study guy i don't think he's a professor but he like studied history in college and was like a phd and they have a podcast where they talked about the history of food Mm -hmm. and in the uh in the the history of food when we were hunters when we were hunter gatherers um our species was like taller and then when we uh not taller isn't like taller than we are like around our size a little like 510 59 average but then when we became um what's the word farmers agricultural society um the average height shrunk by like half a foot because people weren't hunting and gathering anymore that that is that is a form of evolution. Evolution, evolution doesn't always yes. have to, yeah. Evolution doesn't always have to result in the creation of a new species. It can be um, just mm-hmm. regular things. Another important cool. thing to note is that most mutations are either um, most of them are neutral. Most of them don't do jack shit. So the, very rarely do you get a mutation that actually does things. Um, mm-hmm. Evolution also worth noting. Also, if I could make a small interjection here, almost any major change you see in humans based on lifestyle is usually due to environmental factors in the short term, because our bodies really like to just do random shit, random new shit whenever we're in a different environment. Like, if you were running around catching stuff and stretching all the time, you'd probably just be taller rather than the people who were farming who might have squatted a lot and were generally carrying heavier stuff, so they might have literally been pushed down to be shorter by environmental factors. It doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be genetic either, although it usually does become genetic. It's probably both. It's probably a combination of both. Mm -hmm. Evolution also does not get rid of things that don't affect you in the... uh... So, 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 for example, if you had, if there was a trait that made sure that you died at age five, that would get selected out pretty quickly because obviously those people are dying at age five and they don't make it to, um, they don't make it to the age age they can breathe. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. if there are things like, for example, let's say like eyesight, like being farsighted, you can, you, you can get to, you can get to reproductive age 
with being farsighted and that will persist within the population things that like prevent you from getting that like you know these horrible like congenital diseases that would lead you to die out in the wild and not get to reproductive age those mostly get selected out but things uh negative traits that don't persist uh like the reason why we're not very good um at uh cancer uh, like defending against cancer than like let's say an elephant mm. is just simply that we don't deal with cancer until we're about like in our older age and by that time we've had um you know we've had time to have by that time you really and... can't breed anymore anyways yeah so if cancer is a problem for you yes. before reproductive age like if you're a huge ass animal like a whale or an elephant you need those you need those genes you don't die of cancer because you have so many cells but as a regular human being it's an afterthought. You're 80 and you've got fucking ass cancer. Well, you already had your five kids and they've had five kids. So you're in the clear. Five. Yep. And of course, in the broader spectrum, us, we survive a lot longer, a lot longer than our ancestors and early primates did. Like one, one human could easily have dozens and dozens of children compared to gorillas. If we really wanted to go breeding frenzy, we could make a lot of babies very quickly. Yeah, we're also getting a lot of things. Um, this is my favorite interesting thing about human evolution is that uh, uh, are is everyone familiar with uh, what I call the uh, the small pussy big head problem? I have yes. no idea what the I fuck am. you're talking about. Yes. What are you talking? I'm, I'm genuinely like, you okay. said this. I, I don't. I, let the I, man I, yeah, obviously. Let the I'm man about cook. to I'm about to learn, but you're just like, yeah, you, you guys you guys know about like, you know, the small pussy you know head thing. It's just like you, know you just casually right, drop that. Alright, so Yeah, do you do you know about the genocide of like literally everyone around us? Yeah, no, I, I remember that. Alright, so as 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 we were, you know, evolving from, you know, m- m- monkey to ape to man, uh there began to become an issue. Our heads were becoming too large, and the pelvis was not growing fast enough. So you get, so you get the issue where the baby's head is too big, doesn't come out of the mom, mom dies. So this selected for larger pelvises because obviously the larger, the big, the big thick-hipped women could, you know, obviously, you know, the, the term childbirthing hips—that's where that comes from—is that your your pelvis is la- large enough to get the baby's head out. However, because in the modern day we can do C-sections, these smaller-hipped women are able to survive and their kids are able to survive. So the incidence of C-sections has gone up because we are literally affecting evolution by allowing these women to survive where in, in the wild they would have, you know, passed away from trying to childbirth. I think we should mm-hmm. go back to using little sharpened rocks to drill holes in people's skull for fun. Uh, I disagree. Thank we already you. do that. It's called we going do, to we... the dentist. <laughs> it, is, it is called Damn. Japan. People do do that. True. Also, dentists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it has a more like scientific name, but I just like I I just like calling it that because uh, it's funny. Yeah, it feels like a pretty good summary. It's a of, good name of evolution as a whole. I think. Broadly, evolution is more referring to the long-term stuff, but yes. you can't really call it proper evolution until it's been around for a couple, couple hundred years. Although An there are instances, there are instances of very quick evolution, but yes. that usually occurs with a giant disaster 
where most of the population has been wiped out anyways, or in the instance of like pressures have just changed so quickly that, you know, the only ones that have the favorable traits are the only ones that survive. So, you know, there's, there's those sorts of instances. My favorite is, um, I, I forget what exactly the, the cause was, but there was a group of moths, um, Mm living in a forest the whole entire forest got covered with soot during the industrial Industrial revolution Revolution. yeah yes Mm. yeah and so this species of moth can generate um two different phenotypes or two different appearances one of them's white one of them's black and i think there's some that have like spots too um so they're kind of like in between and before the ones that were light colored ended up surviving because it was like a very light colored wood tree that they normally like to gather on. But after it got covered completely with soot um, because of the Industrial Revolution and all the soot coming out of the factories, um, you actually began to see that only the black moths would survive because they would blend in with the soot on the tree. So they wouldn't be able to be found by their natural predators like birds and stuff. Um, and then the white ones all got eaten, obviously, because they were really easy to see when the trees were covered in soot. And that occurred very, very rapidly, like within a matter of like years or something. That's my favorite example of rapid evolution. You know, but, if I um, were in that situation, I would have simply not gotten eaten. Okay, good on you. I mean, there were some that did not get eaten because, you know, it... Th- they still have variation in their colors today. So that yeah, is a thing that a... you can do. It's a possibility, but it's not very likely for the majority, you know? Yeah, well, I'm not one don't of the majority, about... you know what I'm saying? You okay. don't have the ability to just uh, change your pigmentation. You don't just melanize <laughs> in response to <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I Rapid can't do melanization. that. This, rem- this reminds me of some interesting stuff. Um, What the fuck was up with the goddamn octopus? Evolution just said, give this thing everything. Sometimes that just happens. Also, there's something you haven't mentioned about evolution. I'm shocked that you haven't gotten to it yet. What? What are we missing? In the ocean, there's something that happened five times. Crabs. Carsonization. Yes. Crabs. <laughs> That's what, what I, is carsonization? Also- Why is it happening? Uh, it's just that the it's just that these these things go through the same evolutionary pressures that pushes them towards the gra- the crab body form because it's just more like effective at what they're it's doing. The there's also de- there's also there's also decarcinization. So some species have decarcinized into non crab like forms. <gasps> Unbelievable! It's just like uh, here's here's an interesting evolution fact: uh, spitting uh, uh, spitting cobras and other snakes that can spit venom. Um, it are half they, 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 no, they, they aren't all descended from the same snake. It developed independently at the same time we showed up. So the theory is that the is that the spitting evolved to deal with us, um, because we would we would obviously be killing snakes. Um, and oh. the spitting ability, 
because I was the, the 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 snake doesn't have a predator that's like tall and that would require the you know to be able to spit that high up. But a human though, it's just the right height. It's like they can spit it like six point six feet. So yeah, they can just shoot that shit right in our eyes, and that's how they survive. Sweet. Hmm. So now that we're uh, exactly twenty minutes into the episode, why don't we get started in what the episode actually is? Yes. Yeah. Kyber we'll and Matt put <laughs> together something together for us. Yes, together. we put together they something would. magical. Beautiful. Is it gay to to be two men putting together a an evolutionary a uh, diagram together? It might be. I'm going to evolve the size of your anal circumference. Why? It's already infinity. Individuals can't evolve. Uh, say that to uh, Charles Xavier, bucko. Individuals can't evolve. We technically are doing that with gene therapy. That's not evolution, though. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid will be real when gene therapy is... Well, you can... That's tampering. Imitate. You can imitate evolution. Yes, but that's not evolution. That is selective breeding. Well, technically speaking, (sighs) C-sections causing pelvises to shrink is also not evolution, then. Because we're directly tampering with that. Yes. All right. Well, anyways. Well, I mean, directed evolution is a thing. You can force it to happen. Like yes, dogs. For gene therapy, it's a little little further along that line. Anyway, my, let's my little fucked ahead. up dogs. Let's uh let's share a little link here. You're not gonna screen share? To screen oh, share. Oh, that's right. That's that's screen share. I forgot about that. Yeah. Alright. Let me go ahead here. Let me let me close all of my furry Oh god. Oh god, it was cooling the whole episode. No, that's go. illegal. You broke the rules. Is it? Oh no! You broke the rules. The only rule. The only rule. Well, there's two rules. What's the second one? No slurs. Oh right. yeah, that's right. Here it is. Well, you're on thin ice. But da da da. Okay. It's Man bird. It's boring. Bird. Why is it Man so bird. Oh, make it full screen before you go to the next one, please. I can do this if you want. There we go. Why, why, is, your, why is your cursor RGB? Because I wanted it to be RGB so I could see it against all the games I play. <laughs> a virus. All right. We made a bird. We made okay? a bird. We, made we designed a bird. it. Awesome. We made a bird. Bird up. I'm birding. Okay. So Take birds. So I'm going to talk about bird evolution for a little bit. So birds are dinosaurs. Like they just, <laughs> they they came from dinosaurs. I'm not going to explain how that is because we've already just wasted accept, enough time. Just accept it. Just accept but, that they yes, are literally dinosaurs. They like, are dinosaurs. Literally, literally dinosaurs. So they were ancestrally flightless because, you know, the dinosaurs they came from could not fly. But then they evolved the ability to fly over time because yes. it's pretty beneficial to fly. Eventually, their bones got more and more hollow until you get little chicken chickens that we get today. And they have wings and shit. But anyway, yeah. go ahead and change the slide. Okay. So uh, they also re-evolved being flightless uh, numerous times throughout history. So that's why we have things like penguins and stuff. So the normally, options. like, you're going to re-evolve this trait. Um 
based on as we were talking about the selective pressures within your environment and then also like what kind of activities in those environments that you are suited to do so for penguins it would be swimming they they gave up their flight abilities so that they could swim using their arms um but we came up with an idea of a flightless bird that had different purposes for the yes. arms horrifying purposes so what if not only bigger bigger front limbs whole ass arms again like the dinosaurs as you can see here in these uh, helpful infographics they could uh, throw, throw up gang signs oh and do this, some jousting those, oh my god are those images real what the fuck? Yeah, they're totally no, they're real. real. We, we actually happened. <laughs> so, so I just had a thought. I, I mean, you'll, you'll probably get into it, but yeah. bird fingers. They're fucking, fingers. like, huge and, like, spindly. Hmm, kind of, sort of. Kind of, yes. sort of. I, 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 I know where you're going to go with this. Trust us I'm when we say we came fucked. up. Oh, yeah, no. They have fucked they're, up our... We, they're absolutely fucked. It's generous to call what we gave this thing arms, to be totally honest. Okay. But anyways. <laughs> so Why is we have a, the Alexander a... Hamilton pose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's got, he's got some longer arms there. So we have a heron, is what we've chosen. It's a flightless heron that is big! It's a big heron. What did we say? I didn't... I, I didn't don't remember, remember what we said. Type. I think at one point I distinctly said this would be at least three feet tall, no yes. more than five. So imagine yes, three to five feet tall. So like yes. very large, like like very large hawk or like condor vulture kind of size. Like I think that. I said the largest of the subspecies might be six feet tall at one point. And uh, its arms really are more like giant claw arms they're spindly claws. spindly claws that are very sharp and they like dig into you like a fish hook and it tends to live in um either grassy areas i think i think at one point i had said that there would be a subspecies that wouldn't be in like a sub-saharan african kind of place but largely in like marshier wetlandish places where it, it likes to live for comfort uh and it loves meat. Oh man! Oh, oh boy! Howdy! Does it love itself some meat? Because it's a godless murdering machine, thanks to not only its claws but its incredibly long neck. Penis. Why, oh. Kai? Why would it evolve this way to do these things? <laughs> so, um, as I said, the flightless characteristics come from terrain pressures or retention of ancestral characteristics so it, it could be said that like this is just a, a lineage that never ever evolved wings to begin with from whatever dinosaur ancestor it came from mm -hmm. or um from living in the grasslands perhaps it no longer needed to have actual wings um and then it also would have had to retain uh digits with claws there are notably some like bird species that have claws on their wings when they're like babies. There's a picture of that on there, yeah. um, but they, they grow out of it. Yeah, oh, question. What's your question? Question. Question. question? What's your favorite digit? 
Top My three digit. You top three digits. <laughs> One, two, and three. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's also important to note the uh so obviously the audience can't see it, but we have a uh, you have the diagram of the uh human arm to the bird yes. arm to the, the the bat arm. Uh this is the main like one of the evidence of evolution for like um Yes, vertebrates is that is is that the, the arms and the features. fingers are are they're different sizes obviously as you can see but they're retained very different proportions in, as well including in whales yes if you look at a whale skeleton yes they've got hands and they've fingers got hands and toes they got toes still they i i don't think they have toes but i think they have um hip bones and like leg like protrusions i'm pretty sure Basically, that's where the theory of we all came from one ancestor came from, because we keep seeing these things popping up in other animals that are very similar to us. They all have very similar bone structures to us. Yes. Homologous features is what they're called. Yes. homologous. If you want to be sciencey about it. Yeah, there's a lovely picture of a little cute Hotsen chick with demon claws. Yes. So basically just showing some diagrams of how... Um, it might look closer to like an Archaeopteryx wing, but more forward. Yeah, so we know now why it would evolve this way. Uh, hello, say hello to the green heron, everybody. Uh, this bird is terrifying, and it's only what two feet tall at the most with its neck yeah, outstretched. It's, it, it's it's pretty small. Um, it's quite small. Now imagine but... something like a green heron, except when it extends its neck, it goes above six feet tall. That's yeah, that would be the creature we horrifying. That would be like eight feet tall at yeah, the at the be, largest. Yeah, eight feet <laughs> tall what, at the largest. Like that's what I look like. My microphone just fell off of its arm. Hold on. That's fucked oh, up. No. I, I can't believe you would do this to us. Sorry. Oh All right, god. Carry on. Sorry about the sorry about okay. the noises. But no, anyway, no, so it, it would grow this long extending neck probably for seizing its prey and if it lives in grasslands it would be nice to look up above the grass so they would they would have that neck yes and an idea i had i think it can like climb up some easier to climb trees using like either its feet or its arms a little bit and i had this vision yes. in my head of this creepy fucking bird head just snaking its way down a tree to look in the grass all around it and that really bothered me Horrifying. i want you all to be bothered by it too yeah i don't like that yes it's, it's beak though has a very slightly curved tip which allows it to kill a lot of things very easily with a bone crushing <laughs> just like that exactly like how that. i described it and here we've got as an example the bearded vulture a very majestic looking creature and uh, looks like a murderer, which is kind of how I would like my bird to look, just like a murderer. Yes. Yeah, we were we were definitely inspired by this crazy looking bird, especially because this is this is super interesting. This has nothing to do with our bird, by the way, but I, I like this fun fact. So you see the red color in their feathers for the audience. Bearded vulture has this really strange like red coloration, red rusty color. Yeah, all it's the way super rusty. Point. Well, that's not actually its feather colors. Um, it likes to just bathe itself in the reddest dust it can find. 
Yes. And the more murderously red, the like more uh, successful of a competitor it looks to the other vultures. Yes. It literally just wants to look sexier. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this, is this uh, like like the females go for the redder vultures? I don't know. It seems I'm, it seems like that's very possible. It's possible, but I don't know. There's there's not too much information about these birds, unfortunately. Like if you look at the Wikipedia page, there's only maybe like five paragraphs about it. So it's yes. like not too much is known about why it does what it does, but it is indeed possible decoration for finding mates yes uh the final idea that i was going to share and i i never drew up a a diagram for this so i'm not going to show it here so i'm just going to describe it all to you uh is the initial idea i had for the bird was not only that it would kill smaller prey but kai do you remember my large prey killing method that i devised for it yes the most horrifying thing when this bird. Did we come up with a name with it, by the way? I forget if we ever came up with a name for it in Latin. No. I know we were talking about it a lot. We were trying to figure out what its Latin name would be for like 30 minutes and couldn't right, well, come because, up with anything. Because we failed to do one, I'm going to call it Stanklegius Armius. Oh, no. <laughs> so Stanklegius Armius. Uh, if it sees a big enough piece, uh, piece of meat that's still alive, a big, big, big animal to prey upon, it will jump onto its back and it will extend its arms to hook into it. Like, it'll retract its arms to, like, form a hook after it's jumped onto its back. And then it will gnaw away at its back near the spinal column until the beast has given in. And that is how it would kill larger prey. And I wanted horrifying. to make the most horrifying bird imaginable. So I hope, I hope you all uh, enjoyed our little stint here with the man bird coming back i was gonna draw a picture of it so you'd know what it looked like but um i just didn't sorry it happened (laughs) i enjoyed your idea i thought it was very sound i i you know i I never thought about that of like a bird actually like re-evolving like not i mean obviously its arms are functional but like like raptor actually like, usable arms. arms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think the problem with it is it's so heavily specked into its weird, funky looking wings now. You'd really kind of needed kind of have needed a different chain of life coming over the modern day. Because a chicken can never really do that. It would be so hard yeah. for it to try and grip shit with its wings. It would never develop that yes. pressure. Plus I got the feet. Yeah. The feet are pretty good at grabbing. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That that's be- why I speculate, like, it has to be something, like, it, it would have to be, there were surviving ancestors of the dinosaurs that just never evolved wings, would probably be the easiest way that something like this creature would occur. Yes. Anyhow, that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll, we should post some of those pictures that we had in there to the Twitter at some point. We should. At least the bearded vulture and the green heron, because... I love the green heron. I don't know, they're super cool. Extendo neck and red murder bird. Like, that's the best. Who's next? I will go next. Awesome. Sweet. Alright. 
Yours is a good uh, one. I already know what your idea is. Spoilers. 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 I didn't spoil it. I just said it was good. Right, How dare so you tell I'm me Sergio has to, uh, something to show us? I'm going mm-hmm. to post a. Re- I'm going to post a reference image in reference photos, and we will get to it when we get to it. Before I begin, uh, let's roll ads.
So, we are going to look at a specific, uh, I guess you'd call it a fanon or a world uh, that was created uh, on the speculative evolution uh, fanon wiki uh, called the Butterfly Effect. We'll get into exactly what that is in a second. Um, but first, I want to give us a little primer on what an Ice Age is. It never ended. Welcome to the Ice Age, fellas. Um, it's not over yet. Uh, so an Ice Age or an Ice House period is any time there are glaciers on the planet. If there is ice on the North Pole and there is ice on the South Pole, you're in an Ice Age. Uh, we've been in the late Cenozoic Ice Age for about 34 million years. And in between, and uh, Ice Ages are split up into two different times. There are glacial periods. Uh, so you've got these large glaciers. You've got Antarctica. You've got uh, the North Pole. Um, there's technically one in Africa. Uh, I'm sure there's there's some in some other places that I'm forgetting. Uh, and basically, they recede. They 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 move like back and forth. There's a maximum point where they like that's their like peak movement, and then they recede. So during a glacial period, it's super cold. The glaciers have moved to their last point. Uh, our last glacial period, or LG LGP, that's just what they call it, the last glacial period, which is when you think of like the ice age, like the movie, and when people talk about the ice age, they're talking about the last glacial period, and that ended eleven thousand years ago. We are in an interglacial period. So the glaciers have all receded. Um, it's warmer. Well, I mean, you're living in an interglacial period. I don't like. I don't need to tell you what they're like. We're in one right now. Uh, and when it's not an ice age, they're what's called a greenhouse period or a warm age. And basically, there's a bunch more greenhouse gases in the in in the atmosphere. Uh, the glaciers have all melted away. If there's no like ice on the planet, like glaciers, you're in a greenhouse period. Uh, and these fluctuate throughout history. Um, it, these take millions and millions of years, but Earth constantly cycles um, between them. And if you want to see something interesting, uh, so this is a map here of the uh, maximum vegetation during the uh, last glacial period. I'm sure you, when you think of Ice Age, you think the whole planet was covered in ice. That's not what happened. Uh, if you check out North America here, you can see that the glaciers extended all the way down through Canada and covered all of Europe, but the rest of the world was still fairly warm and had plants and that's where we chilled out you know we were chilling in africa south america over in asia um the neanderthals were hanging out in europe and then homo sapiens was over here and then the denisovans i believe were over in asia and then once these glaciers were receded we went and chilled up there because it was way too fucking cold during the last ice age so what is the butterfly effect so the butterfly effect is a universe created by wiki user gempony7 that explores an earth where evolutionary history is a bit different. Um, some time periods were extended, some extinctions didn't happen, um, uh, they added a few new ages in there as well, um, but we're specifically going to be talking about what happened after us, because this extends post-humanity, so we're going to be talking about the stuff that happened after us. So. We have to talk about what is the Holocene. So the Holocene era, because um, the um, uh, the uh, the Earth is sp split up into what we call the geologic time scale, which is what I posted in the uh, reference. Um, so Earth began 4.6 million years ago, um, not 5,000, um, <laughs> not 5,000 years ago. Some people might think, um, and then. It's split up into different um, epochs. And right now we are in the Holocene period. 
So in our in our world, the Holocene is obviously still ongoing. It's it was it started in nine thousand seven hundred one BC. Uh, however, in the butterfly effect, it ended up lasting uh, one point nine million uh, years, and was four hundred million years. So at the, at the present of butterfly effect, the Holocene was four hundred million years ago, and it lasted about two million years. So the Holocene, uh, what marks it is that the big glaciers have receded, as I mentioned, and this causes areas to rise because these glaciers flatten mountains, and then when they um, pull back, they they comically sprout up very slowly, like in a cartoon when something gets smashed down. Um, also, the ice bridge that used to connect at Asia and America also melted during this period. I'm sure you've heard the, you know, the humans. Um, we got to North America by crossing the connection between Alaska and Russia. Uh, during this time, animals got more more diverse and all the megafauna died out. So, you know, that's your, uh, your mammoths, your uh, saber-toothed tigers, all your super huge um, vertebrates. Uh, humans also showed up and started making a lot more things of extinct. We started killing everything. And obviously in real life, the, the Holocene extinction of things that are um, being killed because of us is still going on. But by the time of the butterfly effect, uh, we ended up making about 80% of the world species extinct. So, Yippee. in the butterfly effect, Holocene period ends, we all die out. And the world enters what they call the Necozoic Era, which was separated into a few periods. So there was the Thaumasic period. Uh, the So global warming, reduction of ozone layers in full effect in, in this timeline. Uh, the North Polar ice caps have completely melted. Latin America flooded, as well as uh, the Rift Valley in Africa. And reptiles and amphibians got big because it's warmer now. So the reptiles can once again, you know, take over the Earth. Um, then in the Thermosic period, the planet got a little cooler. Uh, Africa slammed up into Europe. Uh, mammals got bigger and reptiles. They're also bigger in their fighting for dominance of the planet and dragons showed up. We've got dragons in this timeline. Some stuff happens later. Earth eventually cools down. Um, Africa ends up connecting to South America. Ma mammals make a comeback. Uh, and then there's a, a big extinction event. Uh, and then we get to the the present day, the Telesic period. So there's now only two continents, um, a combination of North America, South America, Africa, Europe, and Asia, and then Australia and Antarctica have merged into one. Also, Madagascar is a huge island now, too. That's a thing. Uh, second Ice Age. Um, now, reptiles have also shrunk down, um, and mammals and amphibians now rule the world. So we went from um reptiles reptiles getting big then mammals getting big and then reptiles eventually didn't didn't rule out didn't win out so we'll start talking about some of the creatures uh that exist on the post humanity earth on uh, the butterfly period so first we have dragons uh this is earth's first six-limbed vertebrate these are the dragons that have the um four legs and the two big uh um wings that like have the arms attached to them so their wings in this uh in this universe are not comprised of bone rather than uh pure muscle um which would most likely get around the fact that everything evolved from a from a four-limbed fish that's the kind of uh the issue 
uh, with real evolution is that we all evolved from four-limbed fishes, and thus we all have a four-limbed body plan. And losing limbs is very easy. Gaining them is not. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, uh, humans born with extra fingers or, like, extra arms, but they, they, just they're never up. great. Yeah, they're all fucked up. They're all small because your your entire musculature has to, you know, change to like actually like support these like extra limbs. Uh, these dragons have lightweight bones and their muscles contain air sacs for flight, similar to birds. Uh, they were apex aerial predators that dominated the skies, but were mostly terrestrial. And there was a big mass extinction event that I mentioned, uh, which made most of them extinct. And the dragons that were left were much much smaller. Like we're talking about. 12 feet rather than like your big uh like big huge dragon funny to note one of the dragon species he came up with this he, the picture he used is just kushala daura some of the, some of the pictures for his monsters for his creatures are just like monster hunter monsters but it's just really like, I, wonder I don't why. blame anybody <laughs> like i don't blame anybody for using like existing material but i'm like oh this dragon species that that is a kushala daura point made <laughs> Next, we have uh, this fucked up thing. Uh, for the audience, uh, so this creature is a Quizamix. The best way I can describe it is, like, imagine a seal with, like, human arms with, like, webbed fingers and a dog face. So these are uh, semi-aquatic primates. I know I just described it as a, as a seal, but it is a, is a primate. Um, fucked up. Males, I don't like that. Males get to about yeah, I don't like that yeah. either. Males get to about sixty inches. Females can up to ninety six. Uh, their back legs have fused into a tail, similar to what you'd see in a whale. Uh, they live on the coasts, uh, where males do the hunting and females fend off uh either re reproductive rivals or invading packs because these things are pack hunters for some cursed reason. The females are huge. They are. Now we have the crabs of this uh, of this universe, the Emire. Yes. Uh, which, as you can see, the crabs of this universe have arms uh, and multiple multiple legs. They're like uh, they're about forty to fifty pounds. Like they're like forty to fifty pound little crab men. Um, they've got shells that are built out of their exoskeleton uh, with a similar durability. It says to crabs. Uh, they're semi aquatic and they have uh, uh, their skin is like frogs so they can breathe out of it their uh their their skin is semi-permeable which allows them to stay on land uh similar to like an amphibian as i mentioned yes michael that was me oh i, I didn't say lie. anything my, my mic's been muted this entire time <laughs> uh, so, so, sorry I, I saw a hand raised and my, <laughs> no, my like i was raising yeah. my hand yes hi but anyway i would like to point out that the um picture for the E Meyer things is the Gartham from the Dark Crystal, which is awesome. I did not anyway, know what that, that was wrong. from, uh, but I, 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 I think that <laughs> that's what that's I from. Think the picture is very cool, and I was like, "Ooh, cra crab!" It's people. a giant, seven foot tall puppet. Yes. <laughs> Although I think this is artwork of them. Yeah, because I, I was trying to figure out how, um, like how big these things are, because obviously he didn't describe it other than just like the image. Um, but like it mentioned, a... yeah, they're very large in the dark crystal. Okay, because I was thinking like, oh, maybe Huge. they're like three, four feet tall. I mean, it says they're forty to fifty pounds. Like these things are small children, but oh god, seven foot tall crab man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. And then the last creature uh, that we will talk about 
Did I only have three? No, I, yeah, I, I only had three. Um, Wonderful. So overall, I love this. Idea. I I like the uh, I like I like the idea of the butterfly effect, but I do have some issues with just like. So, in the world of the butterfly effect, another intelligent species never replaced humans, which is fine. But the way he writes the wiki pages, is from like a perspective of like, an intelligent species. So like I'm reading these pages and it's like this is what we believe the Emires evolved from, and I'm like. Who is writing these? Hum- humanity hasn't been on this planet for like four hundred million years. Um, it's just a, it's just a weird way of presenting it. Um, he also doesn't show like a lot of um, like for the the dragons, for example. I I would have liked to see in this like the um, uh, like what led up into the dragons, like the full like you know the tree of like what like like you know little lizard with wings, slightly bigger lizard with wings until, like, the dragons. He does have a few, like, like, uh, um, like, flying lizards, um, that are not, like, related to dragons. Like, Like, they, like, they evolved, like, separately, but one of the ideas he suggested is, like, um, similar to, like, fly wings, like, they had, like, these, like, skin membranes on the back of, uh, like, on their backs that eventually evolved into, like, flat, like, fly-esque like dragonfly like type wings um i love jim henson Um, i love jim henson what do you you guys think of the creatures i selected oh i think these are really cool choices i i I like the fact that they're also cursed like the one that uh kai and i made i love horrifying creatures of mankind's creation the quizimix is awful (laughs) real I also like the crabs, but I think I'm a little biased because, you know, I know where the source photo is from. <laughs> Watch the Dark Crystal, by the way, guys. It's it's a uh, it's awesome. We all love Jim Henson. Yeah. Hell yeah. I also uh, just want to say that that. Um, I just always want to say, because obviously we did, we, uh, were inspired by, like, the fandom, but there's a huge, like, community for this. Um, there's a, there's a subreddit, um, there's several YouTube videos going over just, like, um, creating, like, alien worlds and biospheres and, like, animals and stuff like this, and I think it's really cool. I like that people, people have, like, gotten an interest in, like, the science and, like, actually, like, put some time into that, because I, I like that in my fictional worlds. Um. Mm-hmm. I agree. Having having the thought put into it enhances it quite a bit, in my opinion. Yeah, because because I feel like when people like make like aliens and like uh, um animals, sometimes they don't always think like, well, why are they like that? Like, no, why, like, why do they look say, like that? Why do they have like, the features they did? What uh, like like you on know, that evolution? Note, you think about you know, a lot of there. different like, alien species. Uh, I remember I, I I like I, like uh like Kryptonians. I was talking to our friend Nick about like Mass example, Effect aliens. Like, did they like, some evolve of the from like Kryptonian ones. Like, monkeys? Yasari are blue humanoids. Blue monkeys. Like I mean, you gotta gotta you gotta gotta I'm think like especially like like, there things is, with, like Doctor Who, where like there's humanoids but, uh, everywhere. Every planet's just got monkeys on it, I guess, and they all just evolve into humans. I'll let you speak, Jack. Yeah. I think I've been talking over you. Yeah. Um. Do, do do any of us have any other? I didn't make one. Full disclosure, I didn't want to. I didn't think I was uh 
I, I didn't think I was the kind of person to, to present one of these, so I didn't make one to present. I think there yeah, was a I comic didn't. that actually talked okay. a bit about that. I can't remember. If but I not, feel like I have nothing else to add. I enjoyed doing this. This was a fun little hickey. <laughs> Michael, do you have anything? That just reminded me of the sad in Dragon Ball. <laughs> No, that's all good. Yeah. You don't. You really don't need to make one since we have the wiki. Fair enough. I mean, you could have just presented one of the uh, existing. Fuck articles. fucking dragons, as in fucking dragons. Oh, good. Or fucking dragons. Uh no i i was gonna i was gonna cover the Dracana day but Sergio just covered the entire world so I did, I didn't really, <laughs> Dang. really have anything to do um well why why did you pick the Dracana day over other stuff what interested you about them just the fact that they were dragons or fucking dragons dude oh yeah I I I mean I I will give a little I will give a little bit of critique though on my end for the dragons um I kind of would have liked to see because when I was thinking about dragons, I was thinking about, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this, but there was a Animal Planet, like, miniseries. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I love That, like, it covered yes. the evolution of dragons and showed, like, how dragons <sighs> became, like, the different interpretations that we see within mythology. And I thought that was neat. That was like, that, awesome. That was my like, shit that when was I was a kid. Awesome oh, documentary. I Very never watched taste. it, but I, I I've watched a video talking about it, and I was like, "Damn, that's it's that's awesome." Amazing. You should definitely like, uh, watch it if you haven't yet. Maybe at some point through legal means, yes. Uh, but we'll like, yes, entirely. I guess legal. we'll see. But I mean, at 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 best, if you know, I, I like that they spent a lot of time doing this. I think it's neat. It's a really interesting subset culture that I think would makes for a I wouldn't say like a maybe not a good entry onto the what the fuck is this the weird world the internet thing, but I think just like one of those like little quickies that doesn't take too long. Just like yeah, people people do this thing in school. We should make a, a more SFW version of it called "Cool Things of the Internet," so that we don't have to restrict everything from one spot to the next. Yeah, but at that point, if you're just doing cool things on the internet, I feel like people are there to thinking an entirely different thing and that's just like r slash oh that's interesting or mildly interesting i forget what the reddit's called i don't like you know it's not really my my focus i i can't really speak on merit for a lot of like the really cool things because i would just be sitting there going for like oh yeah fan edits are fucking dope dude and we just spend like an hour talking about like uh harry potter and the deadly arms or whatever it's called <laughs> which just replaces all of the with like the wands in harry potter with guns, with guns. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe, yeah, like, I, I think that it's neat. I like that it's a, like, it's a really large community and that they do this sort of thing for fun. Uh, it gives me a lot of good inspiration for Starfinder creatures. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I think there's a lot that is here that is really resourceful into making a very interesting documentation about fictional creatures that do have a lot of influences on our own creatures which i think is also really helpful yeah i, I it's it's funny you brought up the um 
the uh, um, what do you call it? The, that documentary because the one thing that that struck at me with the Draconidae was the six limbs because I always heard six limbs fucking like like not realistic so i was like i'll go to the documentary and the, and i think in that documentary they're like yeah that's probably wouldn't they, it's probably not what they would look like and i tried to like like i tried to do like a lot of research on the like potentially six-limbed thing and it just comes down to like if we're just talking about like earth animals um you know the four-limbed fish thing we're all just programmed for the like it's easier like i said it's easier to lose limbs than it is to, to gain limbs that's just like what it is obviously you could like mm-hmm. six-limbed fish six-limbed reptiles dragons so i i I, that's why i i highlighted the thing where it's like the the, the wings are just big muscles they're not like we don't got to worry about an extra set of bones protruding from like a i guess like another set of shoulders that like have to be like wired up with like (laughs) and stuff like that yeah, I mean, I'm that's, gonna. I, I'm incredibly biased with my favorite dragon sort of subspecies designs more into the eastern side, not the eastern side, the western below. side. Like your traditional sort of, uh, you know, your dragons are scaled and ferocious and have the wings and everything, I not serpent like. Sounds more natural. Uh, yeah, I well, yeah. My favorite that. kind of dragons are the would be the four limbed ones, which would typically be wyverns. You know, where yes. they 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 walk. With their like, with like limbs on their wings, I I like that design a lot more, like the Rathalos. Look at all the wyvern. It's like meeting Smaug in the in the Hobbit. I'm wyvern. All I think the way. I like wyvern more, but wyvern is probably more usable in natural language. I th- I'm... Oh, wyvern. King. Let's go. Wyvern. I think it depends on uh, how well it works in a plural. Because if you're talking about like, oh yeah, that's a lot of wyverns. That sounds kind of weird. But if you say that's a lot of wyverns, that works. <laughs> well, wyvern could be plural. Oh, of mate, wy- look I, at I, all the wyverns. I, I like both. So what I'm I'm indifferent as long as we're talking about is. like the same one. I, I yeah I said. I said... I said wyvern before I'd actually heard like it said, but then like I looked up the pronunciation it was wyvern, so I kind of just switched over to using that. Yeah, okay, I, I just uh, wyvern terrible. is the canonic normal one. Terrible. Yeah, I just the, really like uh, I like that sort of Sonic look game? of dragons. Uh, I, I'm a big when it comes to dragons. It's like the if they look like Smaug, there. that's cool. If they got the six limbs, I'm I'm not super interested unless they got like a really dope design. Uh, I don't hate Gyarados because my favorite, like, Gyarados if I had to go with like my favorite dragon design, it's the serpents. I really, really like the serpents. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. What are your opinions on Knuckers? The fuck is that? <laughs> Google that. <laughs> no, no, a Knucker is like a serpentine it's dragon, like it but enough, it has just a wings. bunch of like serpentine dragon and it's got wings um yes but they're like little they're vestigial wings but they can somehow still fly i think it's kind of smelly uh i like i like it like (laughs) it's either they gotta make no sense or they gotta make slightly more like they gotta make slightly less sense you know well this makes no sense so it's good i'd rather it just be like yeah he just like wiggles really fast and he goes into the air he does wiggle really fast. but he's got tiny wings (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was gonna say <laughs> right, like well, I could imagine I like serpentine really dragons like 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 that that's a pretty realistic so body plan. I was like, oh yeah, how's it gonna fly? I'm cool with them being terrestrial or just aquatic. Like that's cool too. I'm fine with yeah. it. I love. I like them mm-hmm. all, except unless you know, unless they're like you know. I love your generic radical red dragon masses. from uh, Pinkerton hired employees of the- Wizards of the Coast. Which case, I don't care. The certified honk shoe moment. Then what am I supposed to do with all these guns? Let's okay. go ahead and end it there, then. Yeah, I'm gonna radicalize and. Okay, I'm gonna, we I'm love gonna radicalize and your I love the <laughs> In a few more eras, maybe I'll love you. It depends on the evolution. Damn. End the episode. No, we can't have that here. Yeah, new rule number three. No politically radicalizing the, the masses, specifically for instances on January. Can we Damn. can we radicalize the the, the wyvern sayers though? Yeah, we can do that. That's not political. It's not political <laughs> w- w- to Wyvern stands yeah, rise up. Let's radicalize them into saying wyvern. No. <laughs> that wouldn't make them a wyvern, though. 